0: He has spoken on the topics Check. faith, family, and freedom in Cuba, Belgium, Brazil, Congo, UK, and all over the USA to crowds from 14 to 40,000. International leadership speaker, trainer, and coach. Author of Learn to Raw Leadership, Attitude Hack, Live a More Excellent Life, 5 Battle Strategies of a Victorious Warrior 2021 President's Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. Founding partner of the John Maxwell team. Toastmaster International Speech Competition Semi-Finalist. Founder of Tell It Like It Is TV, ThatGuyRocks.com and ThatGuySpeaks.com. Creator of StoryPower TV, Transforming Grace TV, and Leading Leaders Podcast. Producer of 4 TV programs and podcasts for Liftable TV and World Trumpet Television as well as multiple social media channels. Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. Have you ever been a victim of that um, that storyteller that when they're done, you're thinking to yourself, why did I listen the whole time? I mean, obviously they had some purpose for telling the story, right? They had, they had some reason that they had the microphone stood in front of the camera, took the lead in the front of the room, had the position of the title of the leader. And yet when they're done talking, even if it's not really a story, it's just You think to yourself, have I just wasted all that time? Can I get a refund on my time? If you've ever been a victim as a listener of that kind of storytelling, you want to stay tuned today because I'm going to teach you four really practical guardrails for delivering your story that maybe they'll just tickle your memory the next time you decide to share something and help you to make what you say worthwhile listening to. Stay tuned. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And today I want to talk about a syndrome that many people have and not everybody understands. It's the old uh, four eyes syndrome. I, mean, I, I have crooked glasses because my ears are not in the same place on either side. I know nobody else has that problem. Uh, but the, the idea of having the ability to see, well, it's important. It's really important. But that's not the kind of four eyes that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about enhanced visual sight. I'm talking about enhanced insight. The ability to understand how your story is going to reach people, connect with them, lead them to make decisions, to bring about transformation. Now, whether you're a leader and you've got an organization of people you're trying to move in a certain direction, or you've got an organization you're trying to completely turn around and go the opposite direction, or you're a motivational speaker or a presenter of some sort, and what you really want is for people to buy into you so that they then buy into your products and your services and whatever it is that you have to offer them. Uh, Generally speaking, the reason we communicate is because we have an idea that we we want other people to adopt. We have a notion that they should at least consider. And maybe it will completely radically change their life, and maybe... Maybe it's just a small notion that they'll consider. And five, six, seven, eight, 10 months, years down the road, they'll think, wow, I should have have taken that more seriously. And maybe you're one of those 20-year-olds that people keep telling you, save for retirement, save for retirement, save for retirement. You're like, that's 50 years from now. The world could come to an end between now and retirement. What is retirement anyway? Maybe you're 60 and you're thinking, wow, I should have listened 20 years ago. And part of the reason that you didn't is because there was no real connection with you, by the person presenting the idea, to you. So let me give you these four guardrails about story power. Now these are not the only ones. In the last episode, well, the last episode of Leading Leaders podcast in the Story Power series, we had Anna Trippy in the in the studio, and we work through her story and how some of the verbiage and some of the locations of ideas and phrases could be rearranged and more effective. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch the last episode. But before that, we talked about Roar, how to be respons- how to be relevant, and how to have ownership, how to have authority, and how to be responsible for how people feel. That's a pretty important framework or set of guardrails to put around your story as well. But let's add one layer to that. Another set of four parameters, uh, let's call them building blocks, foundations, guardrails around your story to make sure that it actually has the power to transform. Now, I'll tell you, I I came across this idea in my own research, and my own study, because of the number of times that I heard people deliver this, um, I don't know, lollipops and unicorns kind of hope to their audience. And it was it sounded wonderful. It sounded like oh, everything's going to be hunky-dory as soon as I do this one thing, my life will change. Just just this one thing, and it took them forty-five minutes to tell you what the one thing was. And really, at the end of the one thing, that well, at the end of the forty-five minutes, they didn't actually tell you what the one thing was. They just told you for forty-five minutes And just one thing will change every. Maybe, okay, maybe two things will just it will change your life if you just do these two things. It will, it will. Okay. Well, there's actually seven things, but I'll tell you one of them before we before we finish here and. And you just get so aggravated that 45 minutes of your time, you're going, J- can you just put it on the header, will you? Just, just maybe in the notes, in the caption, so I can jump ahead and go, yeah, I'm not doing that. I could have saved myself 45 minutes to know I'm not doing what you're asking me to do. But see, what, they were, what they're doing was leading you on to bait and switch later. What they wouldn't tell you from the beginning of the 45 minutes until the end of the 45 minutes was what that one thing was going to cost you. And it may be a price tag. It may be money you got to pull out of your pocket. It may be time you have to sacrifice. It may be ideas you have to give up. It may be core values you have to turn on their head. See, these these ideas that they want to promote to you, these transformations they want to bring to you, these, these notions they want to embed in you, all of them have one thing in common. And that is they demand of you an investment. And the more that came into my purview, the more that came into my awareness that every transformation, every change, every opportunity to expand your knowledge base, your relational strengths, your financial well-being, your career opportunities, your educational ventures, every one of those demands something of you, an investment. You're going to have to give up time. You're going to have to give up money. You're going to have to give up relationships. You're going to have to give up maybe boredom, maybe freedom, maybe... You know, there are a lot of things you're going to have to give up. But if you're not willing to give up anything, then you're not going to get what they're promising. And at some point, they kind of step away from that and go, well, you know, I made it available to you, but you didn't take advantage. In fact, I I know someone whose coaching contract says... Um, The results in your life are not guaranteed. We promise to give you everything that that we've laid out. But if you don't do the work, you won't get the results. You're still going to invest in everything that we've studied, researched, planned, prepared, executed with you. But if you don't do the work, you will not get the results. You're going to have to make an investment in yourself. You're going to have to write a check. Break out the credit card, put some cash on the table, and show up. Yeah, and the and show up, sometimes that's the hardest part of the investment. John Maxwell says it often. I'm not exactly sure if his, his original quote, but the idea is powerful. He said, change doesn't happen until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain required to change. That, my friends, is an investment. And the number of times that I hear people create these lavish stories that sound like lollipops and rainbows at the end, that the hope is so grand, that opportunity is so phenomenal, the transformation is so magical, and it requires nothing of you, just this one little, okay, two things, okay, maybe seven things. And I get really, really frustrated with that because people have an idyllic understanding of what's going to happen with them, for them, to them, through them, in them. And yet they feel like, oh, it'll be so easy. It'll take nothing of me. That is a false hope. That makes you, as the communicator, a dealer in false hope. That makes you dangerous, perhaps even criminal. Sam Pinkman-Fried? I don't know. Somebody like that. So investment is one place that, as a communicator, you've got to be very clear about the investment that will be required. Now, I'm going to tell you, that was the reason I started down this road of the four eyes Because I realized that so many people were selling a bill of goods. And if the participant was not willing to make the investment financially, emotionally, then there's no way the results would be delivered. And then I realized, well, most people are not willing to make an investment Until you can convince them of the hope that's coming. Ah, hope that's coming. There should be a word for that. Oh, it's another I. Inspired. See, when when a good communicator, when a good leader, when a good friend paints a picture of what could be. when, When all of the goodness in you begins to bubble up and you think, yeah, that's what I want. That's exactly what I want. I mean, that, it, whether it's the black Mercedes in the driveway or the yellow Lamborghini on the curb or it's or it's the cruise around the world or the seven days on the Alaskan coastline watching the icebergs go by, whatever it is that just really motivates you and, and you think, yes, sitting on the beach watching the waves come in for a month, that would be perfect for me. Whatever that is, there's there's something in you that's moved by that motivated by that you you really want that that's called an inspiration it it puts something in you that makes you go yeah 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 that's what i want like a kid after a lollipop or a chocolate cookie i asked my son to come help me with some stuff this last week and work schedule changed minded because i had a client who's like no i need to spend more time with you let's make it tomorrow let's put it on the calendar this day and i'm like ah. I already had plans for that time, but clients first because they pay the bills. So I rearranged that time and I told my son, I just need to push that back by a few hours. We'll have to work in the dark, but we can still get it done if you're still willing to do it. And he said, I'll do it for cookies. And I'm like, you're a grown man with your own job. Why do you want me to buy you cookies? He said, oh, not just any cookies. Toffee Oreos. They make toffee Oreos? I never heard of Toffee Oreos. I'm going to have to go find some Toffee Oreos. Not only because that's what the kid wants to help me with the project that I need his help with. Because now I'm curious about Toffee Oreos. That sounds really good to me with a cup of coffee. Toffee Oreos. I'm inspired to go seek out this thing such as a Toffee Oreo. Inspiration. Inspiration will often cause you to do things that otherwise you don't want to do. You're not motivated. That's why a lot of work environments, they have these posters up all over the wall that show the person in perfectly good fitness, climbing up the side of a mountain. And and if you look really close, you realize that they're like on a rock that's like 500 feet in the air and they have no ropes. They're just on this rock. And you're like, what are you, Spider-Man or something? But you're motivated to succeed like that, to accomplish like that. And there's always a really cute little phrase at the bottom. There's these quips and quotes that if you internalize them, they begin to change the who that you are because you're telling different stories to yourself on the inside that's called inspiration. Motivation and inspiration are very closely intertwined. It's the carrot and the stick idea. Sometimes the carrot's hanging on the end of a stick and sometimes the carrot's thrown and the stick is used to make sure you go get it. And sometimes they just throw the stick along with the carrot and you have to choose to go get it. It's all inspiration, motivation thing all tied together. But if you're asking someone to make an investment You're going to have to inspire them that by doing the thing that you're encouraging them to do, they're actually going to see it. There's going to be some better day on the other side, not just lollipops and rainbows and some fantasy land, but there's actually going to be transformation, change, results. Something's going to get better if they're willing to pay the price financially, emotionally, time commitment. And if you inspire them to do that, then the likelihood that they will goes up significantly. But, but before there's inspiration, there's got to be a reality check. So the third eye, the third eye is impact. Impact. You're going to have to bring to reality their awareness of the current circumstances. Now this gets a little tricky because sometimes your perception of their current circumstances and their perception of their current circumstances are different. I remember reading a story of a sales guy, and I believe this is one of Zig Ziglar's stories. He used it often. In fact, I believe I've heard Brian Flanagan talk about it, talked about a guy who went out to sell shoes and asked the, the original, the uh, corporate warehouse to send him out with a hundred pairs of shoes. And he went to this place and he showed up there and, uh, Two salesmen went out at the same time, and the first salesman called back to the corporate office. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the worst uh, worst opportunity ever. Nobody here wears shoes. How am I going to sell 100 pairs of shoes when nobody here wears shoes? And the corporate office said, you're just going to have to do the best you can because you can't come home until all those shoes are sold. The next day, the second salesman calls back. He's in the same area but on the other side of town, and he's like, oh my gosh, send me more shoes. They're like, what? He's like, yeah, I've already sold out of my shoes. I, I, I was here for a day and they're all gone. Nobody here has shoes. I sold 100 pairs in a day. Nobody has shoes. Send me 500 more shoes. So let me ask you the question, that is the circumstance that you find yourself in, everybody needs shoes or nobody wants shoes? Can they both be true at the same time? Or is it a perception problem? See, the, part of the challenge a leader has is sometimes the leader knows what the other people don't know, and the leader has to be able to convey what they may not have the insight to. I, I've been looking at your sales numbers. I've been looking at your performance. I've been looking at your year interview. I've been looking at the number of complaints from your customers, from your coworkers. And your job situation probably isn't as rosy as you might think. Your opportunity for employment in this particular place may not be as uh, lucrative as you once considered. In fact, it might be very, very short, like five o'clock Friday, kind of short, if things don't change. but see that awareness of the current circumstances. The, the guy that goes to the doctor, he says, Doc, it hurts when I bend my elbow like this. And the doctor does all kinds of exams. And he goes, I have an answer for you. Stop bending your elbow. Well, Okay, I mean, I see that that would stop the pain, but what's causing the pain? Oh, see, that's a different kind of question. That's a, that's a different diagnosis. That's a different level of awareness that's required at that point. That's what a leader, that's what a communicator has got to be able to get across. Not just the observation that we already know, thank you, Captain Obvious, but to be able to say, here's where reality is, like it or not, this is just the truth. Might be uncomfortable, might be exciting. But my job as a leader, my job as a communicator is to point out reality as it is, to tell you the truth. You may not like it, that's okay. But see, that I is called impact. That's that right in the face with the truth as it is. Because if you don't have a proper diagnosis, then no solution is adequate. If you haven't really looked at what is the problem, what is the pain we're dealing with, and do you get it? Do you as my leader understand the problem that I'm facing? Because if you don't, then the solution you're going to give me, Doc, stop moving your elbow like that if it hurts when you move your elbow. That's not a solution. It may be a temporary fix. It's a band-aid. It's a, well, it'll stop hurting for now, but what happens when I have to comb my hair tomorrow? What happens when I brush my teeth tomorrow? Because I still have to move my elbow to do those things. You can't just say you don't do that anymore. That doesn't make the pain go away. It doesn't solve the problem that's creating the pain. Just like a, an employee that's a burr in everybody's saddle. John Maxwell talks about the, the dump truck people. They just want to walk up to your desk and dump all their problems on you, and they expect you to live in their drama. No, I don't have time for that. There's the Bob problem. Bob has a problem with Sue, and Bob has a problem with Julie, and Bob has a problem with Tom, and Bob has a problem with everybody in the office, and the problem might be Bob. I'm just saying, maybe the problem we need to solve is Bob. The guy sitting on the, on the lunch table opens the box, looks inside his lunchbox, and goes, Oh, man, bologna sandwiches again? And the guy next to him says, Well, maybe you should tell your wife you don't like bologna. He's like, Leave my wife out of this. I make my own sandwiches. Maybe you're the problem. But see, if we don't have the impact of just being willing to identify the pain, the cause of the pain, and tell the truth, then what you inspire them to do next is lollipops and rainbows. Sure, you've offered a solution, and maybe they can take some steps and follow a process, and woohoo! But it doesn't address the problem that they have. It's no different than stop bending your elbow. We need to identify the pain that exists. We've got to make an impact where people wake up and go, oh, that's the real problem. For that, I need a solution. Now, if you've given them inspiration... You've given them the hope and the motivation of what the solution will look like when it's put into play. You've given them the future casting of what, what life will be when all of this is working the way that it's supposed to. When we've gotten rid of the, the bad problems, we've, we've stopped doing those things that are destructive. When we've started moving in the direction of true change, true transformation, this is what life could look like. And we've we've also told them, this is what it's going to take to get there. I mean, here's where we're going, but this is what it's going to take together. And we've given them the reality. This is where you are. This is where we're going to go. This is what it's going to take to get there. All of that comes together, that impact, that inspiration, and that investment. When, you, when those three things come together, then you have the final one, which is the reason we communicate in the first place. And John Maxwell says, leadership, it's influence, nothing more. And nothing lasts. But so so often, communicators think, well, I can just tell the story and they will be influenced. Maybe, maybe not. If you've listened for those guardrails, if, if you tell stories that are relevant, if you have ownership to that relationship to impact, if, if you can say, look, I've been right where you've been. I nearly lost my own job because of, or I had to deal with a person like, or I've been through a circumstance like this, or I've been in the sales field and I know how to make that decision, does Nobody here wears shoes or does everybody here need shoes? That's a perception problem, not a people problem, not a product problem. It's a perception problem. Which one are you going to deal with? Are you solving the right problem in the first place? Because I have ownership and I understand this. I can be honest with the impact that it's going to make in your life. Now let's be forward thinking and in the inspiration. Let's move into the next part of that. Now you have influence. Now you have influence in their life because you looked realistically at the problem. You've given a great hope for where you can go from here. You've actually told them what it's going to cost. What are you going to have to do? What are the steps? What will you have to put in time-wise? Is it a few extra hours every week? Is it every Saturday morning for a month? What is it that you're going to have to give up to find this future hope? When you're really clear on that as a leader, as a communicator, you can make a massive difference in people's lives, and that... Difference is called influence. Leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. But if you're telling stories that don't have those four eyes, if you're trying to move people in a new direction and you don't have those four eyes, then frankly, you're failing them. Stop that. Include the four eyes, inspire them, be honest about the impact, be clear about the investment they're going to have to make, and you will influence them to change their lives. And that are the four eyes of story power. If you want greater influence, tell better stories better. I'm J. Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling and I learned so much. Um, I'm really gonna have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time, and I really highly recommend it. If you're looking to grow your ministry, grow your business, uh, grow your career, Uh, Lauren will serve you well.